Connor? Hannah? Anyone here? They're all gone, Caleb. All right, then. This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. I'm Seth. And Seth is here with me. Seth, would you like to tell the, the listeners a little bit about yourself? Who uh, are you? Um, well, my name is Seth Birchfield. I am 20 years old. I am a creative writer, um, practicing to become a slam poet, and I am in school right now for criminal justice. Cute. I have known Connor Caleb for almost 10 years now. Yeah, a long time. Long time for Sometimes sure. too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean, but it's okay. A, I say it with love. All right. Uh, so uh, it's Seth and I here today, and we're going to be talking about uh, what... People... Emotion and creativity. Yeah, emotion and creativity. That's probably that's probably going to be the title of the episode. Thank you for that. I, I was trying to think of a way to, to like phrase it that, that would be concise. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, because uh, both Seth and I are emotional people who get out our emotions by creating art. And so we're going to talk a little bit about, like, how we, how to use art the right way to, you know, let your emotions, like, to vent your emotions, to portray them, um, and to... In a positive manner. Yeah, in a positive manner and help 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 yourself to kind of cope with those emotions. Because mm-hmm. that's a lot of what art is good for. Not only art that other people have made, like, you know, obviously... Everyone and their mother listens to songs when they're, you know, sad or, or, or whatever, and th- they can use those that music to help them, you know, help them not be sad or, or to, you know, otherwise be um, a little bit uh, another, healthier. <laughs> uh, another thing that you can do, another thing that you think that we should, we're going to talk about is what how your art should not attack someone or be about something, someone... Mm-hmm. Not in a, but directly about someone. You should not use your art for evil. Like they say in Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility because everybody yeah. has this power of creativity inside mm-hmm. of them. For sure. Um, so, um, I, like I said, I like, I like to write poetry. I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to learn how to do slam poetry a little bit better than I used to do. I don't really think I was a slam poet, but I was, I'm, I am a poet. I like to write a lot about my about my life. Um, mm-hmm. I have, I have been, I, Caleb over here, um, what was it? Three years ago, four years ago, you told me to start writing, not to swear in my writing. Yeah. And yeah. I've been, I gave him that challenge. Yeah. And I, so most of the time I'm, <laughs> most of the time, yeah. I went a good, I went a good <laughs> four years without doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes like, like, but I get emotional and I forget how to articulate how I'm feeling. And, a big thing about art is when you're emotional, everything is flowing through your heart. And as like in, in the Bible, the heart is a tricky, tricky being. Mm-hmm. And when you're listening to your heart, you're not listening to your, you're not listening to your head. You're not listening to the Bible. You're, li- you're just following your secular needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what I was saying before about, you know, um, people use art that you know other people have created to to uh get out their emotions it's the same exact thing you know when we create art to do with that except 
um, it can be a lot more personal um, because, I mean, obviously you're the one writing it. Um, mm-hmm. You're the one creating it. And so, mm-hmm. um, and you know what Seth said about not making sure your art isn't like directly attacking someone or something like that. Because yeah, a lot of times when you are creating art that is about an emotional thing that you're going through, sometimes you will be tempted to, you know, make it almost like a subtweet, you know, like, like, oh man, this person made my life horrible. And so I'm going to write this song about them. And then I'm just going to you know, veil it just enough that they don't, then you know, no one will be able to tell right away that this is about them, but maybe they will be able to, to know. But, um, yeah, you know, that's a, that's always a thing to keep in mind, especially when you are writing, um, things that are extremely personal to you and, and dealing with those emotions. One thing for me, for example, is, you know, um, writing fiction, uh, for me is definitely a way that I not only like kind of talk about theological and like, um, philosophical concepts that I'm thinking about, um, but also it's where I put, um, emotional, uh, experiences that I've gone through onto paper and like, almost, you know, cope with them in some ways. Like there are, there are plenty of things that I've already written where, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a veiled, um, a veiled description, veiled, um, uh, uh, I guess description is definitely the best word, um, of something that I've gone through. And, uh, it's something, it's, it's something I use, like, you know, I write a scene where, um, it's, it's very similar to an experience that I've gone through. Um, but I have my characters go through and instead, um, it kind of helps to, um, understand the underlying emotion. And also, you know, those sorts of things always tend to make art better. Because if it's coming from a real emotional human place, people will be able to relate to that. Even if they haven't gone through that specific thing themselves, they should be able to relate to something there. Um, so, within moderation, of course. Um, mm-hmm. You can't. You, the biggest uh, thing to be concerned about when you're venting to the paper or venting to anyone really mm-hmm. is to not go per se overboard with it. Like mm-hmm. going with, let's say, let's just say, like the most a really common emotion, anger. Yeah. When I'm angry, <laughs> we'll just let the chuckle be there. <laughs> you won't like him when he's angry. Hulk smash. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, I've never, I, I haven't been truly like belligerently angry. I have been frustrated. And a lot of pe- times people confuse my frustration with anger. And as, as that, as I'm at that veil, of frustration and anger, yes, it is not it. It's not pretty for anyone. Anyone's frustration, anyone's anger. Mm-hmm. And when I write like that, I delete it right away because there's so much wrong with it. There's no flow. Mm. There's profanity. There's vulgarity. There's so much obscene gestures and obnoxious euphemisms that I put into it. And I'm just and I when I when I'm done with it, I look at it. No, this is not how I want to write. I just yeah. rip it up. I delete it. I hit backspace. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a quote that I was tagged in a couple of years ago. It was a picture of a keyboard. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it is to... Uh, I think I actually have it still. Mm-hmm. I, I set it as my background photo. Yeah. Oh, here it is. <clears throat> it's from Jeff Durbin. Controlling your fingertips is the 21st century equivalent of controlling your tongue. Yeah, Jeff Durbin has some fantastic stuff. Yeah, and you, I, you're you actually the one that tagged me in that. Uh, and um, I've been, when I, like I said, I vent, I write, and two powerful, very emotional people, when yeah. they write, they get 
it gets dark sometimes, but it gets mm-hmm, bright. Mm-hmm. And when you're writing, when you're happy, just everything just is really corny, but really good at the same time. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of that has to do with like just who we are as people. Like we're both very like verbal, um, you know, external processors with these sorts of things. Where mm-hmm. someone like Connor, for example, he processes all this stuff internally. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't. He wouldn't have a th- thing like this happen. Like most of the time he, you know, he just processes stuff internally. And then like after he's processed things, mm-hmm, then he talks mm-hmm. about it. Whereas we tend to just like almost dis- define our thoughts about a, su- a subject while we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like, for example, most of the songs that I've written, um, you know, it ends up being where I, it's just like a word vomit. And then I have to go back through afterwards and be like, all right, well, is that what I really feel about that? Probably not. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's edit that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's, yeah, something like emotional mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. something that has to do with anger or sadness or something like mm-hmm. that, where it can be, uh, have negative connotations. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you have to scale back on those sorts of things. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. Um, the, the, the backlash of using, uh, having an ill-mannered poem or song is people are just, People aren't going to look at you like, hey, this person's been really positive all this time he's been writing and performing mm-hmm. these songs to us. But now, oh, wait, we saw a different side of him. Do I like it? Do I not like it? Is he okay? Mm-hmm. It, it draws a level of concern. Um, word vomit is, to me, is what I, I specialize in. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I, I could see that. I specialize in word vomit. Um, I very seldomly actually take time to plan out what I write. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually recently I've planned, I planned out one poem this last month. And then I think I, I'm, wor- I'm working on a new one because I want to like, I want to be sure that when I post these on my new, on my new writing page, yeah, it, it's, it's called untitled works by Seth Birchfield. I don't title anything I write. <laughs> so it's perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and is that is that going to be a website? It's on it's on it's a Facebook page. Um, okay. Pe- um, everybody can like it. Um, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll put I'm, a link to it. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it's on my uh, it's my new it's my new page. I've I only got three or four pieces up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mind the grammar and the punctuation, of course. <laughs> Which is something I've always had conversations with. Seth about. Are you allergic to commas? <laughs> you know there are Sometimes six rules for commas. You know there are six rules for commas. What What are the six rules? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that I have makes the, sense. I have the paper in my backpack. I'll show. <laughs> I don't know what those rules are. They're oh, They're actually like common sense, but mm-hmm. an English teacher like they're like she she uh, my English teacher she got mad and she's like guys don't put commas when you feel pause that's a reading strategy not a writing strategy I'm like. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree. With I that. don't agree um, with it, but it I'll, I'll show you the the sheet before I go today. Yeah, the main. I think the main um, way that punctuation is supposed to be used is you know to simulate natural speech. So you're supposed to you know re- you know reading anything that you've written out loud with those sorts of things can definitely help because then if you if you there's a weird pause when there shouldn't be or there isn't is there should be a pause and there isn't a mm-hmm. punctuation there mm-hmm. you know you can you can fix those sorts of things and mm-hmm. then make it flow naturally in mm-hmm. the speech. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, guy. Um, what do you what? Who are your favorite writers? Favorite writers? Uh, I mean, just in a broad spectrum. Um, you know, Brandon Sanderson's my favorite fiction author um, at the moment. Um, uh, in terms of like music artists, 
Reliant K has tended to be one of my favorite artists for a long time now. Um, they they definitely have like they're masters at lyrics uh, for sure. They have mm-hmm. very very oh, good yeah. lyrics. Oh yeah, so so skillful in it. Yeah yeah. Um, Propaganda um, is <sighs> my favorite and one of the only spoken word slash hip hop artists that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like his stuff. He has fantastic um, gospel messages and um, uh, social justice. Uh, conversations mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the music that he writes. Um, <clears throat> as for like poets and stuff, I mean, I think I'll I'll go with uh, an oldie but a goodie, uh, King David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I I love the Psalms uh, mm-hmm. for oh, sure. Yeah. The um, Psalms are so so beautiful. Yep, like Psalms one is like one of my favorite Psalms, and that's mm-hmm. I, I read that a lot. So, um. Yeah, what about you? Um, as far as fictional writers go, I've been very partial uh, to... Uh... <laughs> Gotta look it up. I can't pronounce her name. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously, I can't. Uh, now, I don't l- read as much as Connor, Connor and Caleb do. Yeah. Um, But <laughs> when true. I do... Um, no, I'm just imagining the meme. <laughs> I don't often read, but when I do, it's 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 like maybe one or two pages a week. Um. Oh, I mean, sorry, Marissa Meyer. Marissa Meyer. Okay. Okay, Marissa Meyer. She's, what, what does she write? Um, she's actually been doing. She also did a crossbreed of like sci-fi and Brothers Grimm. Okay. Okay. Cool. So she had these this series called the Lunar Chronicles. Um, Cinder, Cress, Fairest, and uh, Scarlet. Okay. Uh, which was um Cinderella, Red Red Riding Hood. Rapunzel. So, so did she write so a I... book called Cinder? Yes. yes okay. Yes, yes, yes. Then I know who that is. Yep. I've... Yep. Yeah. I have okay. the entire series if you want to cool. read it. Yep. <clears throat> cool. Um. Yeah, I like her because Cinderella is a cyborg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so it's it's yeah. a, it's so weird. I love it. it. And then um cool. in the next book they have like a transmutant wolf. Mm-hmm. He's a soldier, but he's have like he's like a. He's a he's a like he's a werewolf, kind of. Okay, not, not no. But yeah, his, his name's Wolf. Sure. You'll, I'll if you want if you're interested. Yeah, there's... well, it's actually interesting because like, um, I don't really like fairy tale retellings retell- in fiction. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I just don't for mm-hmm. some reason. But you know, more power to you. You can you can like them. That's totally fine. I I say you give them a try. I gave yeah. this born a try. <clears throat> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I guess it only took me three years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if I, I'll I'd borrow Cinder and check check it out. Yeah. All right. Um, and then I do like the anonymous books. They're like the, uh, like go ask Alice, go find, uh, calling their diaries. They're each about 200 to 300 pages long. Mm -hmm. They tell stories about bulimia, anorexia, drug usage. They're really quick and easy reads. They're all Mm -hmm. sad endings. Spoiler alerts. They all die at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It it says it right in the beginning of the book. Oh, does it? The the subject of this diary was found dead on this uh, day. I'm okay. like, okay, okay, you know what? I'm prepared. It, yeah. Bendy's mm-hmm. already ripped off. Um, as far as poets go, um, uh, Neil Hilborn, he's a slam poet, and Emily Dickinson because she uses personification mm. in such a way that it brings death to life, mm. quite literally. Cool. Or death to life or life to death? Death to life. She made death a person. In, oh, okay. Personifying right. death. Like a, a yeah, long lost friend. I get you. Okay. Read the poem because I could not stop for death. So that stopped for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways, and so songwriters. Uh, 
Uh, propaganda, I gotta, yeah. I, I definitely gotta go with um, Eminem because of how fast you can talk. <laughs> I... We'd like to preface the fact that uh, Seth and I do not share many of the same values on some <laughs> things. Um, values in music and literature. Yeah, but um, as far as our friends go, it's pretty cut and clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say, I would, I would, I would say that you don't. You don't uh, necessarily follow the principles of Orthodox Christianity, maybe as as well as I have, you know, proclaimed it to you. But oh well, uh, we'll we'll get there eventually, Seth. I'll I'll convert. There's you always eventually. an added button. <laughs> you dropped your phone. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh well. Um, and as uh, like Eminem propaganda, I I really like Ed Sheeran right now. Mm. Um, he uses this uh, guitar style called bravado. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he would really like that. Yeah, I mean, I've listened to some Ed Sheeran. Yeah, like as pop artists go, like he's very good. Um, uh, Christian artists, it's uh, definitely Reliant K. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Reliant K. Yeah. Uh, some Everfound. I love Everfound. Yeah, Everfound's good. Um, they were at Dare to Share in 2013? Uh, either that or. Tw- no, I think it's 2013. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the only one I went to. Okay, yeah. And I just love their their sound. They are such they are God going all out people. Mm-hmm. Um, Rise Against. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot about Rise, Rise Against. Against. If you want a good pump me up, people, yeah. Rise they, Against is probably like I mean the they, best punk punk rock artist like that's ever existed. They're very very. I don't want to say liberal, but oh yeah, they're absolutely very, very liberal. Very um, very liberal. But their songs, I think their songs can tend to be like vague enough that you can vague enough. You can you can internalize them yeah. and interpret them different ways. Well, um, just no no white flag warriors and uh, reeducation through labor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and make it stop, of course. Yeah. Uh, but they're 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 masters of lyrics. As well, oh gosh, sure. they they. They know how to get a message across. <laughs> Savior is my favorite song by them. <laughs> really? I have I it. That. I have it memorized, and I can play it on Guitar Hero Three on Expert <laughs> at ninety nine percent. For those who play Guitar Hero, mm, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Did not know that about you. Oh, I. That's the only thing I can play. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have one more writer to pick, don't I? Uh, I mean, I think you. Oh, uh, Gospel John. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Gospel John, my favorite, my favorite book in the Bible. Um, favorite verses in there. A lot of thinking is done in that. In yeah, that book. for sure. It's definitely the most complex of the gospels for sure. Um, so, so going back to, you know, uh, emotion and creativity, um, what, what would you say, um, inspires you the most from like, you know, we just talked about artists that that we listen to and stuff like that. What kind of other art um, inspires you to make your art the most? Would you say? I wouldn't say it's an art that inspires me, but it's um, people. Okay. People yeah. people inspire inspire me. How my sure. my interaction with people. I work in retail, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I I see a lot of things. I see a lot of na- I see a lot of faces. Learn a lot of names and. And, and and also I guess in a way scenes like sceneries like mm-hmm. uh, when I went to Devil's Lake last year I just it was just so awestrucking like there was no there was no way I could not write about what I saw mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, current events timing times and who what what's around us like sure. the whole 
cell phone propaganda. All yeah. everybody's on the computer now. We're all trapped in our houses. There's mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. no one playing at a park anymore, and that makes me sad. So mm-hmm. I write about that kind of stuff. Or I write about the pain I feel, the anger I feel, the happiness I feel, the love I feel. I I feel I have a lot of love to give, but it's all mine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, How about you, Caleb? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I would say very, very much similar, especially when in terms of like fiction and stuff like people's interactions um, definitely give me lots of ideas and just the way people talk to each other and and what I observe people doing, Um, because, you know, like I because I am such a storyteller in like everything that I do, I tend to see the world that way where I see things not as just like oh, that happened. It's like, oh, well, that was a that was an event that connects to other events that is changing this person's life and though that person is the hero of their own story and they think they're the main character of their story and you know we're all just players in their story and you know i'm playing the minor role of the the extra at the grocery store you know and that that sort of stuff just like always gets me thinking about um stories and so i i tend to internalize a lot of that stuff and, and put it in there like i i will i steal people's faces and 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 say well you're gonna be in a book someday i'm gonna describe you um the way people talk um so i i, I do a lot of um people stealing (laughs) have you ever put me into one of your stories uh i mean yeah i mean you are almost i mean you're not quite the character of striker but you were the inspiration for the character of striker because you created the character i did create the character but i i haven't seen anything from the pro naughty are you rewriting it no i'm not like i'm just talking about when i wrote those those initial chapters um way back when are you never gonna Um, pick it back up no i will i will for sure um one of the things that we're actually doing right now in the role-playing game stuff we're doing is we're playing in saragon Um, we're playing in that world and and making a lot of characters and and discovering a lot of stuff about that world and i think one of the things that we might do sometime in the future is redo a reboot of the savage tide characters except in world and not with the DD rules um you know just to just to explore the characters themselves and not necessarily the you know, the, just the D and D sort of like catch, well, get get treasure, kill monsters atmosphere. Okay, um, so we would just be doing a lot of role playing. Yeah, I mean, because that's what Bernie Wheel is. That's what the system we're using is. It's it 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 makes it possible to do just as complex um, of stuff as you would do in combat in D and D. You can do in social interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we would get we'd have to get Nimlar, Poggle, yeah, Dagoth for sure, yeah. and. All those characters. Who's Jared again? Uh, I'm, well, he had multiple characters. So. He's, he's got Jembe. He's got identity issues. Everybody. He does. Yeah, but all of his characters kept dying. So, well, we killed two of them. Uh, I mean, okay. So I mean, going going off from that, like role playing games are an major inspiration oh for me on so many oh, things. God. Like not only just stories, like writing fiction. Like most of the 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 stories that I have had inspiration to write came from role playing games, um, or at least partially. Um, but also, I mean, songs. I've written songs about role playing games um, that we've done. Uh, it's happened before, guys. Nerd. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's it. And the main reason is because it's such a collaborative experience that you never know exactly what's going to happen because it's not just you making it. It's it's you and a bunch of other people, and everybody is bringing their own unique vision onto the story, and it becomes a, a creature of its own. My best memories have been in hit this man's basement <laughs> till three o'clock in the morning, yep. rolling dice. Talking an orc off <laughs> of committing suicide, yeah. Jumping on a roke, yep. jumping on a constrictor snake. <laughs> yep. 
The rope was my favorite part. Though. Good stuff. I'm surprised I survived. I you, I, I'm very surprised that you survived any of those things, to be <laughs> honest. But yeah, I, I, got, I died yeah. once and it was really stupid. <laughs> and I mean, you you rest you, so it's fine. I lost a level. You did. Good old Andy. Yeah, but you know those sorts of things for sure um, have inspired uh, a lot of art. Um, I've been recently playing a lot of like Warhammer 40k based RPGs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I have not set aside. <laughs> uh, Rogue Trader, um, the Imperial Guard, and I think it's uh, Dark Heresy. Mm-hmm. Really great systems. Um, yeah. They're all D100 mm-hmm. percentiles. Uh, skill trees and leveling up is a little confusing at first, but after you get used to it after yeah. a while. Very. I play Space Marine, a Void Master, and another Void Master. So. Yeah, and all sorts of things tend to because again because like if you have a the right group of people at the very least like you can have some really complex intricate storytelling sorts of stuff um, and character development um, in a lot of interesting ways um, and uh, like just for example the, the the campaign we just finished the second season of um, Crow Inquisitors just some really dark complex morally ambiguous sort of characters dealing with hard moral questions and hard philosophical questions um and it was a blast to play it's it's got me thinking about so many different things um and you know i i've written music based off of the stuff not not lyrical stuff but like um uh ominous yeah like themes instrumental like scores and themes yeah for for these characters um and it's just it's it's remarkable how influential role-playing games can be in those sorts of creative and uh inspiration sorts of things are you taking any extra cast members for season three <laughs> for season three um what what we're going to be doing next is we're going to be doing um uh well we're doing the one shot tonight um and then after i i can't do we usually do thursday nights but like two weeks i can't do it um but then we're we're doing mistborn campaign next um connor's jamming it um so uh the main problem is we already have with the bernie will crew that we have Mm -hmm. it's six people all together and that's about the limit of what you know normal campaign probably should be oh no that's fine yeah and 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 that's the thing like I, i definitely want you to be a part of it but as as given the group we have right now like i i couldn't add another person in Mm-hmm. And, and and make it work uh, feasibly because it's always it's already complicated enough sometimes when you have six people are trying to take a spotlight. Uh, but for sure, like I I've I've really wanted to. I mean, maybe over the summer or whatever, can I have more time to just do a second campaign um, mm-hmm. and a different week time during the week? Because we tried um, that uh, one with me, and like... we did. Yeah, the problem would just be making having an actual like weekly date. Yeah, we no. could do it. I only have Thursdays available now, so okay, all right. Um, but yeah, well. In terms of like mm-hmm. for one shots for sure you're you're always invited to that sort of, sort of stuff so um anyways yeah um if, like Caleb said you have to have the right group of people with your D and D or your RPG group um yeah. if you have the wrong one you spend uh, a lot of time going after stupid stuff like mm-hmm. if your party leader has like no direction uh like uh example uh, my party leader she was a rogue trader um. She wanted to go find uh I don't know how many of you guys that know anime, but she but we put the Tetsaiga from Inuyasha in the to the thing. It's a big powerful sword. Okay. And um she said, No, I want that sword. So we went through all at basically level one on this wild goose chase for goose chase for this sword. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um 
My character had been kidnapped and face-swapped with another person. I had been sold into slavery uh, to this other rogue trader whose sister is a Jabba the Hutt-esque woman for betrothed at an auction. All right. Um, they they all spent like times like drinking and just like doing goofing st- her off, yeah, stupid stuff like like the Abner incident. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with Connor, with with, with the uh, Savage Tide group. We were all about business, but we did have some laughs in there. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, because we had, like, eight-hour sessions most of the time, like, we had sleepovers and just played the whole time and stuff like that, we had a plenty of time to goof off and not do the role-playing game stuff. Now that, now when we do role-playing games, because um, we do it on Twitch and stuff like that and have, like, a four-hour format that we do it in, it's, we get a lot more done, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's it's less time that we play. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just the way that, you know. Especially when work. the wizard in the party gets a crit. Oh, yeah. And does like a thousand damage? Was it? It was a lot of damage. Yeah, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, you're talking about the last, uh, the Twitch one we did the of Savage Tide. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. was like, what? Yep. We gotta yeah. do, we gotta do we, another. We one. do need to do another Savage Tide session for sure. Yeah, we should do that. Uh, the problem is we need Lance. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, so as you know, in terms of inspiration and stuff like that, um, you, you had mentioned um something about, or you had mentioned about you know not not making sure your your art isn't like directly attacking someone or being you know stuff like that. How, how what what would be a suggestion you'd have to not to do something like that? Um, don't use the word you. Hmm. It's too direct. Mm-hmm. It's t- do not tell me you do not tell me what to do. Um, don't use the word you. Um. Or hate. Unless it is like an derog don't use hate as a derogatory adjective or verb. I mean, yeah, especially if you're talking about a person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. Um, if you say if you you're doing you a lot, you're you're it's at someone. Like hmm. you broke me, you hate me, you make I mean, unless you're talking about like, like sin or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you're <laughs> talking about sin. Like if you do it abstractly, yes, but you can tell at the end of your writing if it's about someone. If you're going into that mm. mindset, like Sarah broke up with me, well, 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 I'm gonna write about her and yeah. trash her on the internet. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a poor excuse. That's a you're you're tainting your waters because hmm. hmm. your art is like a pool where you can grow an immense garden or a forest, if you will. And if you put something bad in there, there's going to be bad things in there. And you can't always associate your art with pain or guilt or love. You need to associate it with everything. Break that break that analogy down a little further. Because I think it's a little confusing at first. Like, what, what do you mean by that? It just... It's like, uh... It's like building a community in your in your in your soul in your in your mind. Right. Okay. Yeah. When you're making your your various art pieces, yep. your inner your happy place, if you will. <laughs> it's the pipes. It's fine. <laughs> it's gonna blow up, man. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's just everything is. Uh, it's it's a, a lot of it is. I don't want to say su- subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to go in with this when you, when you're venting to the paper, I've said this, I say this a million times, you need to treat it like it's your best friend. Well, and if you're like mad at your best friend, you need to be 
willing to say whatever you're willing to say to your best friend to the paper's face. Because hmm. that is... If you're not going to say it to my face, I don't want to I don't see it on the paper's face. Hmm. Is, is, that's, sure. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a, that's a good rule of thumb. Uh, don't ever, like, no attacking people. You see it all the time in hip-hop and yeah, other sure. sorts of medias, like rock songs. Uh, if you're attacking someone, it's not... It's not a good idea. It just makes people feel like crud. You don't want to give people the feeling that you're just going to go on these binges of, oh, I'm going to get this person. I'm going to get this person. Mm-hmm. Let, let me let me use my words that I... Words are words are so strong. They can break people, make people. Mm-hmm. You, you see it all the time throughout yeah. history. Um, Martin Luther King Jr., Hitler, Saddam Hussein... I'm probably meeting bad people at this point. <laughs> Jesus, John, Paul, right. uh, David, Solomon. All of everyone. The words are just so fickle. At... Yeah, I mean, we, we just, um, I teach a freshman small group um, every Wednesday night. and we just I see went, your Snapchat. Yeah, we, we just went through James um, and uh, talked about, uh, um, you know, how, you know, in James it says your, your tongue is a fire um, and it can start wildfires like nothing it can your tongue is a flame like it it it's dangerous you need to watch out you need to keep it under control um and that is absolutely true especially in art because um once you make a piece of art especially if it's like a a public sort of thing that you're like posting on the internet like you can't take that back like the internet is forever even if you delete it like there might there's there's save there are cached copies of that mm-hmm. web page that will not die mm-hmm. and someone might be able to find them and you know the people that you see it before you delete it they're still going to remember it um so you always got to be very very careful about what you um what you write even if it's not necessarily something that's strictly art per se like if it's just like a blog post or you know um uh something you're you're writing uh th- you know, thoughts you have on on facebook or twitter or whatever um you have to be very very conscientious about not being not subtweeting you know not doing mm-hmm. that sort of thing where you're 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 have you have a thinly veiled um uh, you know, insult or argument towards another person instead of just talking to them face to face. That's a much more productive use of your time um, than to make a song about the person that broke your heart or whatever, than to, you know, it. you should just go um, talk to them about it. If you really have that many emotions about it, <laughs> just go talk to them. Yeah, there have been plenty of times where I've uh, been angry with people that are very close to me and I've made both the right and wrong decision. Mm-hmm. I have written things about people, um, about an old friend once that uh, they had upset me really bad. Um, they were on a high horse, in my opinion, in my in my mindset, they were on mm-hmm. a high horse, and I was just like, "No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're just as bad as I am." Yeah. And I, I de-dressed the situ, de-dressed the situation. I went from point to point on the similarities and everything else. It was, I think you were the one who got on me about it. Probably. Yeah. I'm usually the one who does that. Yeah. You were your dad. Yeah. And there are times where there was a one time where you and I got into it kind of petty like that when I was (laughs) dissing sleeping at last. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit, but again, like that was, that was a conversation we had and not a, Uh, you said, don't don't ever diss my music ever on Facebook and your dad got mad at us. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a conversation we had and not a, a, 
a subtweeting sort of yeah. thing. So no. that was the that was a little more healthy. <laughs> yeah, that was healthy. Yeah. Um and I have got when I've been angry with people, I have come to them directly mm-hmm. and I've brought another person into it, a mediator, if you will, because sometimes you need that non biased person in the room to get out and if it mm-hmm. is because when you're right when you don't want to go off that person when you're writing about them. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, there's a lot of truth to be, you know, said just about like obviously you can make art about bad things that happen to you and maybe even make art about people that have hurt you. But if you do make that art, it should probably end up being private mm-hmm. and you should still try to rectify the situation. You should still try to go to that person and do that. Even if you do need to take a moment to write down that horrible, angry stuff that you need to get out, delete it when you're done and then go and talk to that person. You know, don't let it stew like that. Don't let creativity be your only outlet to get those things out. Um, Because one, if you're a Christian, you have the God of the universe to vent to. And that's probably a more, and you know, that's actually what I end up doing with most of my songs anyway. It's, it's, it's not just venting to the air or to myself. It's me literally like just spewing out my emotions to God specifically is what, how I kind of view writing songs in my opinion. Um, but then, you know, yeah, as a Christian, like your job is to go, you know, to, to, to love people, to be unified as, especially if it's another Christian you have a problem with to go to them, talk to it, to, you know, talk about it and get it out in the open and, you know, figure out what's the problem. Um, I actually have been re- reminded of a verse that I that I used to like, um, Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. There you go. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, just just in that in, with that verse in itself, mm-hmm. and like I said before, words are built to break and make people. Yeah. And lead and all. Infinite uses. Yeah. Um, and it. <sighs> You just gotta know how to use them, mm-hmm. really. Uh, you just can't just be belligerent and yeah. ignorant. You can't. You can't be. You can't not think about these things. Like when you do make art, when you're when you are being creative, you have to be conscientious uh, conscientious about why you're making the art, what's important about it, what words you're using. Because even something like you know as simple as writing a song, there are layers of nuance that go into that psychologically for you and morally and ethically in terms of how you're viewing the creation of that and your relationship with God. Like, you know, there's a commandment in given in the Bible, do everything to the glory of God. So if you're a Christian, I mean, obviously this applies to everyone, but if you're a Christian, you're thinking about these sorts of things and you are held to the standard in a way that people who aren't Christians and the need to be saved first aren't, you are supposed to do everything to the glory of God. And that means when you are involved in the creative process, that should also be to the glory of God. Even if it's not a song you're writing about, like you're not writing a worship song, it still should be to the glory of God, like, you know, what you're writing. Um, so. Yeah. And, and with that being said, um, our, our jobs as a Christian's job is to, throughout the their life live as if they were walking right next to god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and with that in your creativity you need to show that you are walking with god in your creativity um there was a connor had sent me this uh examine yourself video link mm. you know, and the pastor was always talking about your secret life mm. 
You don't have a secret life when, with God. Yeah, for sure. You do not have a secret life. You may with think God. you have a secret life. You don't. <laughs> he's he's like Santa Claus, like the Santa Claus thing. Yeah. He sees you. <laughs> he's <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. But um, your secret life is nothing. Mm-hmm. You are your secret life is who you are away from your friends, but not with God. Yeah. My secret life is an open book. I am an open book. I've been pretty clear about that. Um. But when you write. You don't go to your secret life when you write. That's not what God wants you to do. Mm. God had given you this gift to thrive with it and be open with it and share the glory with it. Yeah. And share his glory with it. He is a he is a an all powerful, merciful God who is a great person. A great person would be a well, an understatement, but I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny. That he is the greatest being that's ever existed ever. Yes. So yes, and will ever exist. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless Cthulhu comes. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody, don't 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 get mad at this podcast. Uh, all right. So I mean, uh, any other thoughts you have before we wrap it up? Um, not really. Just everybody, just be mindful about what you think before you speak. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's a great rule of thumb too mm-hmm. and, and you know and keep in mind that you can make art just for the sake of making art and not have to share it with the world like that's totally fine you don't have to share your art with anybody you can make the, your art as a private thing between you and god but if you're a christian you should be making that art as a private thing between you and god not just you um and you know a lot of times we we everyone falls into the trap of just having an inward conversation with themselves when us as Christians, we're called to make God a part of that inward conversation and to be have, having like, you know, when Paul says pray without ceasing, that's what he means. He means make God a part of everything that you do. Be constantly talking to God. When you have those, you're just thinking to yourself, you're, you should be thinking to God. You should be talking, have a conversation with God about the things you're doing about every moment so that you see every moment, not as just a random moment, but as a divine appointment set there by God for you to do good things with and for you to glorify God with. And that, you know, implies every moment of the creative process as well. So cool. Awesome. All right. Great episode. Thank you, Seth, for, yep. for joining us. Yep. I hope to be back again. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So you can find us at, uh, or on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian artist show and at our website at Christian artist show.com. Thanks for listening people. Uh, my page is again uh, yeah. Untitled Works by Seth Birchfield Follow me on Facebook <laughs> Yeah, check that out He writes uh, poetry and whatnot uh, Alright, that's it Have Thanks. a great week, we're out